0: Hey, Chit Chatters, welcome to another episode of Life and Business Coaching for Millennials. On today's show, I have a special guest and her name is Lindsay Pollack. Lindsay is a New York Times bestselling author. She's a keynote speaker and one of the world's leading experts on millennials and multi-generation workplace. I'm super excited to have Lindsay on the show. Today, we're chatting about recalculating Navigate your career through the changing world of work. This is Lindsay's newest book, which is coming out in March, 2021. And I wanted to have this great conversation with her because I think it will put some perspective to what we're seeing and experiencing in the world of work as it relates to the transitions of the pandemic and how people are actually recalculating their lives and what shifts they're taking to really reinvent themselves, but also pivot in many different ways. So I can't wait for you to dive into this episode. Let's jump into this. Are you a millennial who's struggling to find more purpose? Do you feel confused when you think about what you're created to do here? Do you waste time on job search engines searching for a better fit? Do you often feel unfulfilled with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Well, you don't have to feel that way anymore. Welcome to the Life and Business Coaching for Millennials a safe space where people from all walks of life can come together to learn, grow and transform. My name is Jose Miguel Longo, and I'm your host. Life and Business Coaching for Millennials is a place where diversity is celebrated and encouraged, where we can have open, honest conversations about uncovering your purpose in business, feeling more joy in your life, and ultimately finding more happiness and success. I look forward to having meaningful conversations and coaching sessions that will help you explore life, career options, be inspired, fueled, and fulfilled with laughter. It's time to chit chat with Jose Miguel. Let's dive in. Hey everyone, I hope you're having an amazing week. Welcome to another episode of Life and Business Coaching for Millennials. Today I have a really good friend of mine who I've known for so many years and have been in so many spaces. We've been to conferences together. She served as a keynote and I absolutely adore her. Lindsay Pollack, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I'm so excited to jump in and have this conversation.
1: I'm so excited to be here. I love this podcast. Thank you.
0: So I know that we've been living in this crazy, intense world that COVID has just caused a whirlwind in our workforce, but also has shifted how people are thinking recalculating and pivoting in other things between life, career, and business. So I thought, considering that you have a little baby that you're birthing soon in March, that it'd be amazing (laughs) to have a conversation in relationship to how are people doing and what they can do to really recalculate themselves.
1: Thank you so much for the intro. Uh, Just for my friends and family, it is a book baby, not a real human baby. So it is a book that we are birthing here. Yes, one and done with my child. Um, So, um, you know what I want to say to to millennials, which is I think a lot of people are realizing we are in unprecedented times, right? That's the word everybody uses. But I've been in the workplace about 20 years and I graduated in the 90s, but I also went through 9 11 um, in 2001 in New York City. And I have so much empathy and memory for that experience for young people today, because I was working at a magazine that I absolutely loved called Working Woman. I was in their dot-com division when the internet was so exciting and new. And uh, right before 9-11 in April, 2001, the company went bankrupt and I lost my job, um, was laid off um, from a job I loved. And I was so disappointed because I didn't want that outcome. I loved it. And I was forced to job hunt and freelance and kind of make ends meet however I could. And then 9-11 happened. And so in that experience, very similar to now, the economy tanked. It was a very emotional time. And it almost felt like uncouth to job hunt, you know, after this huge tragedy. And I sort of accidentally started my own business. And what I mean by that is I was looking for full-time jobs because I thought that's what I wanted. But I started freelancing. And I started writing, and I started um, picking up any work I possibly could. And what started to happen is I realized I enjoyed working for myself more than I wanted a job. And it was about a two-year process, so I'm not going to say it was a huge success overnight. But I started to speak. I started to write articles about career success. And eventually, I wrote my first book, Getting from College to Career, which was about that whole process of kind of discovering my path. Um, In this new situation, when COVID hit, I just had such memories of that experience. And I had this image in my head of everybody like driving their car and you know that moment you make a wrong turn and your GPS says recalculating, recalculating. (laughs) And I thought, oh my gosh, what everybody has to do right now is recalculate. So whether you are just graduating, whether you're in college, of changing your major or thinking about your path, whether you've graduated and you're trying to figure out how to succeed in this new COVID economy, whether you are in a job that maybe you don't love and you're trying to figure out your next step, or like me, you were working full time and thinking, I think I might want to start my own business. I think that now we're going to have more of these experiences more regularly of having to pivot and change. You know, nobody works at the same company for 50 years and retires with a gold watch anymore. And so recalculating is not this like one-time experience, it's something that you're gonna to have to do over and over in your career. So the earlier you get good at it and get used to it, it really will serve you well for your whole career. So the book Recalculating comes out in March, 2021. Um, it's available for pre-order on Amazon and elsewhere. And I'm just so excited to take what I thought was like a deviation in my career and realize, no, that's the norm now, right? Of people having to find all these different paths. And you're such a good example of that yourself too.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when we talk about, and I'm a millennial, and I think that having heard your story, again, because I remember hearing it at a municipal conference, and I think that's where we first met, like, almost 10 years ago now, but the idea of how we shift and pivot in our lives to adapt to the new environments that we're being seen, and it's in front of us, um, you know, just before we started recording, we were having the conversation about making Lemonade with lemons. And when you have these experiences in your life, you have to really take the calling that's coming to you, listen carefully to what it is, and jump on it. And the idea that we know that the world of face to face interaction and how we work and how we do business is shifting so hugely. And I think your preface in your book couldn't have said it better. This was coming anyways. COVID launched it and catapulted it to make it come sooner. And I've been saying that since April, when I was sitting in webinars and conferences with people, when we were doing everything virtually about how do we shift career services? How do we shift and help our students that are getting ready to graduate? What do we do with the next wave of generation the Gen Zs coming through? And when we talk about millennials, which, you know, are the ones that are like having that, oh shit, handle moment of like, what do I do? right? They're trying to grab it on real hard. I think they need to really open their eyes up, seek coaching and advice from mentorships, but also really take the time to, I'm going to take time to look into myself, look deeply, and listen to what my heart and soul is telling me to say, I have to shift and pivot to something that's more passion driven.
1: Yeah, what I want to say to millennials and Gen Zs who are listening to this is, I think there's this really false message that you have to pick one thing right? Find your passion, find your path, choose your major. And the reality is I've been studying career paths for two decades and I have never met anyone who was like, yep, I picked one thing and just skated through the whole way. Nothing lasts forever. And it is okay if you have 10 things you're interested in. And it's okay if you have a job and then a side gig, and then you're also launching a business. It's all okay. And I think the most important thing is to experiment. I remember, and I've talked about this all the time, the biggest mistake I ever made is sitting and thinking all the time about what I wanted to do. You have to try stuff. And when COVID hit, I'll be really honest, I'm a professional speaker, right? All of my events were canceled. I had an empty calendar and it was very scary. And I was trying to like strategize and figure things out. And I thought, nope follow your own advice, start to pick up a phone and call people and try things. And I launched an e-course and I tried a podcast and I did a newsletter and slowly but surely certain things failed miserably and other things were really successful. And I was able to figure it out by doing and trying. And I cannot recommend that enough. Apply for jobs, start a business, launch a website, whatever it is, don't think too much about, obviously think, Somewhat, but absolutely just throw stuff out there and try because that is the very best way to find what it is that's going to work.
0: And I think that's the most valuable advice anyone, whether millennial or non millennial, even those who are like struggling to figure out how am I going to pay my family? I just lost that extra bonus unemployment was giving me. What do I do now? Think about something that you have a skill in doing that you're really good at and pivot to making that happen whether it's opening up an Amazon or an eBay store or jumping into Facebook and starting to talk to people and start coaching from your life experiences. I think there's so many things that we as humans and as a country and as a population that we have the ability to do. And sometimes we need to do it scared. We need to, you know, lean into that courage and stop leaning into comfort and really start to shape the way we want to be the best version of ourselves.
1: I love that idea of offering your skills. I'm going to send this to you for the show notes. There was a young woman in North Carolina whose internship got canceled because of COVID. And she sent something like 100 emails out to people who she admired and said, I'm really good at social media, right? I'm a a Gen Z. I'm a student. I get Instagram. I get hashtags. I get, you know, how to do stories. And she reached out to people and said, I want to help, right? I'm here to help you. I can support you. And a handful of people said, yes, I need that. Right, So you probably have a skill, and I'll be really honest, 20 years ago, I didn't know you could get paid to give a speech. I love to talk. Right. I love to teach. I didn't know that Career Services and Municipal uh, Metropolitan New York uh, Career Organization was one of my first speeches. And I don't even know if I got paid for that, but I think I got paid like $200 for my first speech. And I was like, oh my gosh, this I didn't know you could do this, right, in yeah. writing. I happen to be a good writer. My dad's an English teacher, and people paid me to write their newsletters for their businesses. You'd be really surprised where people need help. And also there is no shame in babysitting and mowing lawns and painting houses and temping and all those sorts of things because you absolutely never know where something could lead. So I understand it is a really tough time, but there are ways to make income that, you know, maybe they don't lead to the career of your dreams, but I guarantee you're going to learn something in that job or experience that is going to be helpful for you in the future. Nothing is wasted time.
0: No, and I think those opportunities that ultimately are not the the so sex appealed ones that we ultimately, you know, I was a babysitter. How do I make that look good on my resume? Well, guess what? You can, you just have to be mindful and thoughtful how you make it look good. You're providing a service and we live in a service oriented world and economy and we can always offer that to people with just one skill. And you have to always pivot and shift to what that skill is. I and wonder- you know,
1: as I was Oh, I'm sorry. Can I just add one thing, Jose Miguel? Um, One of the things I asked a lot of recruiters when I was writing the book Recalculating was, are you going to judge somebody for babysitting or mowing lawns or whatever they did during this time? And they said, absolutely not. In fact, that one of the first questions recruiters are going to ask in the future is what did you do during COVID, right? How did you keep going? And they want to know how you handled it and saying, you know what, I put out 100 flyers, and I got three babysitting gigs, that shows that you're an action-oriented person, that shows that you take control of your situation. So I would also be mindful that employers and clients in the future are going to ask, what did you do, right, to get through this time, and how you handled it is part of your story. And that resilience is absolutely something that they're going to be looking for.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's one of the most important elements of being able to sell yourself in a way that People get to know you. I think sometimes we get lost in the idea of the version we want them to hear because we want to remain professional. But we're living in unprecedented times, and emotion and people and connectivity is more valued than this level of professionalism that everyone is so often thinking they have to present.
1: That said, have a professional background when you talk to people on video calls, I think that those rules still <laughs> apply. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really about who you are as a person and what skills were you able to develop during these challenging times.
0: I wanna actually have you talk more about your experience and your, I wanna say almost your life's work, you spend so much time in this field. How do, you, how do millennials who oftentimes know that they're being judged for all the things because they're just millennials, And how do they look at recalculating themselves to the next level? And what should they be doing right now? So
1: as I've learned over all this time is that everyone seems to think everybody else has it figured out. And what I want to say as my biggest lesson is nobody has it figured out. Everybody is experimenting. Everybody is learning all the time. And often... When you really interview people about their success, they learn as much from the perceived failures or mistakes as they do from the successes. So sometimes doing an internship and learning that you hate accounting is a huge gift because now you've learned it and you can try something else. Um, I interviewed a woman who tried entrepreneurship and hated it and said, all I want is to have colleagues again. What a gift to learn that lesson. So the reason I'm so adamant about taking action and trying things is you'll never know that stuff until you try. I didn't know writing and speaking was a career until I tried it, right? I, I didn't know that was possible. I was one of those many, many people who thought I wanted to go to law school and bless my parents, they said, Well, we have a friend who's a lawyer. Why do you go, you know, check out her office? And I didn't realize that in the law, it's very adversarial business. You always have an enemy on the other side. And I didn't like that. You know, I like everybody to get along and you know, I, I didn't like that. And it just wasn't for me, and it doesn't mean it's not a great career for people who love it, but sometimes you're not going to know until you try something. And, and I just can't emphasize that enough. The same with a company. You might think it's your dream job. A friend of mine thought Disney was his dream job. He interviewed there, and it just wasn't the right fit. And so you have to sort of dismantle this idea that it's sort of like the idea of the one, right? That there is just one job that is absolutely perfect, and if you could only get that. You'd be successful. That's not the case. And what I learned from my own career is I had that, I had the job that I absolutely loved. It was about women and careers. It was a website, it was in New York City. And you know what, it went bankrupt and there was nothing I could do about that and I had to pivot. So sometimes even when you're in a great situation, disappointments happen and it's how you handle them that really defines whether you're successful and and fulfilled.
0: Yeah, and I love the idea of taking action. Um, I know for me, I recently tried launching a webinar that ultimately was a flop and from that failure came so much growth that led me to more success because i realized for me specifically like i just wasn't ready for it and it wasn't something that i had the i had the audience there but you know it wasn't it wasn't the right time and i think a lot of people need to stop taking those failures and beating themselves up give themselves permission to say you know what what am i going to do with this experience to shift and pivot
1: I was listening to a a podcast about Silicon Valley, and they said that's a very Silicon Valley mindset, which is sort of release something in beta and then iterate on it, right? So I keep thinking, where can I release things in beta and try it and sort of throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks? And I I think it's so scary. You think, well, it's my name, it's my reputation. Obviously, you don't want to, you know, throw yourself out there in really... um, you know, irresponsible ways. But for example, I interviewed so many people for recalculating from from career services and employers. And they said, you know what the biggest mistake that people make is in a bad economy? They don't even apply for jobs, because they think they're not available. I read that on ZipRecruiter, when the economy tanked, yes, job listings went down, but so did applications, right? That doesn't make any sense that with more people unemployed, you need to apply. So Christian Garcia, a colleague at University of Miami, yes, said his first piece of advice to people is apply for a job, right? Like start applying, start putting yourself out there because what people do is they wait. And the reality is if everybody does that, you actually have a better chance when you take action because most people don't.
0: Yes, so important. Well, I think this has been an amazing conversation, Lindsay. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and share your amazing, beautiful gifts. If you're listening to this episode, Recalculating is coming out on March 21st, 2021. I'm so excited for this book. And if you're looking for Lindsay, you can follow her where Lindsay, let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Yep. My name is Lindsay Pollock. I'm on all the social medias. LinkedIn is my favorite. And I'm also on the web at Lindsaypollock.com. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure as always.
0: Thank you so much, Lindsay. I really appreciate your time. And I'm looking forward to having you again very, very soon. Hey Chit chatter! before you go, if you love this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. I read every single one of them. It would mean the world to me. And if you love some free coaching, go ahead, like, subscribe, and in the review, leave us a comment. Go ahead and screenshot it and then post it on over on Instagram stories and tag me at Jose Miguel Longo. Thank you so much for listening. All my love. And I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.